in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go. Welcome back, Mom Goals, for five minutes of physical. And this week, since y'all know I'm knocked up yet again, Chris and I are going to talk this week about labors with our first children. So Kristen, how was it with Colton? Okay, well, with Colton, it was it was a little intense. I ended up going into preterm labor at 28 weeks. So they were just checking me for like something else. And they were like, are you feeling okay? I'm like, I'm all right. And then they're like, we need to go to the hospital now because you're having contractions. So thankfully, the wonderful staff at Riverside Hospital were able to stop the contractions. I was in the hospital for a few days. Thankfully, I was put on what they call couch potato rest. So I could go to work a little bit, but I really couldn't do much. Like I couldn't even walk fast or I would start contracting. So it was super scary, but I was able to make it 10 weeks after that. So I ended up delivering at 38 weeks. And with your first one, you have no idea. I mean, I had felt contractions for those 10 weeks and they were, they were intense and they were close at some points, but I just didn't know what I didn't know. And then the morning I heard like a pop and I was like, what the heck was that? It was like, it sounded like a balloon popping. Well, it was my water breaking and we were able to get to the hospital and within three hours he was here and it was like a crazy quick and they had to use the vacuum. It was just like (laughs) emergency craziness, but it was pretty magical in the moment. And I didn't know with him, so I didn't know if he was a boy or a girl. So that was awesome. So it's fast and furious. Fast and furious. (laughs) How about you? What was, what was it like? Rin? Oh God. (laughs) Rin Kelly. I was about, I think two days past my due date. I never had the like, I think that's a contraction. I woke up at two, three in the morning and I was like, oh, that's a contraction. And in my brain, the doula was like, just try to rest and sleep through them. They can go on for a long time. And they were about three, two to three minutes apart, right from the get-go. And I'm like, I'm trying to rest, but this, these are really, uh, it was really intense. So I basically just skipped everything and was in the active labor stage. Oh. Finally at 4 a.m., I'm pacing around the room. Kaya wakes up and he's like, well, I'm like, oh, I think you need to call a doula. And she made him time it and like asked for my symptoms. She's like, you need to get in the car now, like go to the hospital. <laughs> She's like, I'll meet you there. So, oh, I had the worst back labor with Ranch. My back hurt. I was on all fours, pressing my head into the back seat of the Suburban because I couldn't sit down. And then I couldn't sit down in the wheelchair. I was just in so much pain, delirious. Then they're checking my vitals. At this point, I'm stark naked, right? And they're like, we need to move you right now to the delivery room. I walked out in the hall, like just naked. Kyle's like, you need a gown. I mean, you're just so (laughs) delirious. Goes out the window, yeah. So my water didn't break and my doula was like, we need to break your water. It'll speed things up. Because I'm at the point now where I'm like, give me drugs or like, get this out of me. So I was then trying to pay the nurse to break my water. There She's like, there you go. I can't. I will pay you a thousand dollars. I would have. So finally at 820, they broke my water. 
<laughs> thank God no family members were there. It was just Kyle in yeah. the delivery room. Once again, I'm on all fours because I couldn't lay on my back. I felt like the alien from Predator was just coming out my ass. You guys, that was my vision in my head. And I'm yelling, I have to push. And they're like, just breathe through it, honey. And I'm just screaming. And so then they're like, roll over. And then they're like, oh gosh. Oh, and there's like Rin's big ass head. She's got her dad's mug. So 842, she was born. So I went to the hospital at like six. So same, like fast and furious, no epidural. Wow, good for you. But yeah, then they were down there for a very long time, 45 minutes to an hour of stitching. Yeah, I had stitching too. That was rough. And I asked, how many? They go, oh honey, we lost count. Oh gosh. (laughs) So, not easy. So, yeah, we told you guys good, bad, and ugly, right? But it is what it is. And I will say I've never been more proud of myself. But my first feeling wasn't joy, a baby. It was relief that it's over. Relief and pride. So, mom goals, you should all be proud of yourself because we know, oh, God, it ain't easy. It's time for five minutes of finance and joining us again is licensed real estate broker and principal broker and owner of the Harrison Co. Real Estate Group, Nicole Harrison. All right, Nicole, let's talk loans. What are the types and where do we start? I'm going to go over the most used loan types for purchasing a home. Keep in mind, these are for residential properties only. Typically, we have FHA, VA, conventional, USDA and Jumbo and Portfolio Loans. So here's the scoop on FHA loans. It's a government-backed mortgage loan that allows you to buy a home with looser financial requirements. So this has a 3.5% down minimum payment. And while some lenders will do a credit score as low as 580, most lenders are going to require a 640 credit score. There is a maximum loan for an FHA. So the maximum you can borrow is 420680 And that's if you qualify for that much, right? One of the things that people hear as we talk about loans is PMI. What is PMI? PMI is private mortgage insurance. And it's basically an insurance policy that protects the lender against you, from you. So if you don't pay your mortgage, that insurance policy protects the lender because they let you borrow money from them. And if you're not paying it, then they're not getting the money back. So when we talk about PMI, It adds a nice little chunk of money to your monthly mortgage payment. And here's the sad part. It doesn't go away. So it used to be something that once you had equity in your home, a certain percentage, it would drop off. You could petition to have an appraisal done on the property to have the PMI go away. It doesn't now. It is for the life of the loan. So when you're trying to get rid of that amount, the only way to do that is to pay it off or refinance into a different type of loan. A couple hundred dollars a month towards something that doesn't benefit you as the borrower isn't really something that a lot of people want to do, but sometimes it's your only option. So we don't want you to waste your money, but it is important to talk about. VA is a veteran's loan. So you have to be a veteran or an active duty member. Unlike other loan types, this has no loan limit. So we don't have the 420 and some change cap. However, you do have to have what's called a certificate of eligibility from the VA and you're good to go otherwise. There's no down payment. This is why it's so attractive for someone who has a veteran. Maybe it's their spouse, husband or wife, or both. A conventional loan, this is the one loan most buyers are trying to obtain. 
So while the rate is based upon your credit score, just like all the other loans, a 720 credit score or higher is going to yield you the best interest rate. This loan has a maximum of 647,200. People used to think that to qualify for a conventional loan, you'd had to have 20% down. Not anymore. You can do it with as little as 3% down. There's some caveats here. If you qualify for a conventional loan, the more money you put down, the better the rate is going to be. So a lot of people will try and do what's called lender paid PMI. So it gets rid of that monthly obligation that you had with an FHA loan because you didn't put 20% down, but you pay a small fee and you don't have it monthly. The next type of loan is called a USDA loan. This is not often used, but buyers like it if they have the option for it, but there are certain criteria that have to be met. This type of loan has income limitations and also like the VA does not require a down payment. So it excites people to potentially qualify for that type of loan, but the property has to be a rural property or be considered rural by the federal government. So there is a database of addresses and locations that qualify for that type of loan. Jumbo and portfolio loans. So for people borrowing amounts larger than 647,200, jumbo loans and portfolio loans might be an option for them. There are a lot of details that go into these and we don't have time to go through all that info. So those are the purchasing loans. So I know those are the types of loans, but I know some people are in situations where they own their house. So what does it look like loan wise? If you have equity, how does that work? So a lot of people may not have a sizable payment in a checking account or savings account. So a lot of their money's tied up in the equity of their current home. So let's say your house is worth $400,000. You only owe 200 on your current mortgage, but you don't have that much saved in a bank account somewhere to use for the next payment on the next house. So you assume you have to sell first and then buy, right? No. This is kind of one of these things that a lot of lenders don't talk about because not every lender offers this as an option, but there is what's called a bridge loan. So if you qualify for this, there are restrictions on you know debt to income and other things, but essentially you're borrowing your own equity for a fee and it's usually very minimal. And the goal is, is that by doing that, we can go find a new home first. You don't have to sell yours first. We identify it, get it in contract, we then do what's called a bridge loan, which essentially they're gonna pay off your current mortgage with your current lender, and you're gonna pay them interest only, and then we're gonna buy the new one. So then ideally, if you have pets or kids or just life is chaotic, you move into the new home and then we put the old house on the market. And so this is a really beneficial option for people who just don't have those funds available at their fingertips tied up in their current home. So again, not all lenders offer this as an option, so it's important that you talk to your realtor, talk to your lender if it's something that you really think you wanna pursue. And I will say in this market, they're not taking home sale contingencies. Sellers don't have to. If you have a home and you need to sell it, this is a way to kind of get around that, put you in a better position as a buyer. Love it, love a good bridge loan. It's, it sounds <laughs> wonderful. Thank you, Nicole, for schooling us on all of these types of loans. And this bridge loan is definitely sounds like one that can be applicable to a lot of people right now in this market. So thanks for that. And Mongols, don't forget to follow Nicole on Instagram at broker underscore Nicole or visit NicoleHarrison.com. Thanks so much, Nicole. We'll see you next week. Mommy. Mommy. It's time for five minutes of amazing emotional knowledge with Chinwe SMI, Chief Compliance Officer for Legacy Franchises at Citigroup, 
podcast host and author of Brilliance Beyond Borders. So now that we've talked about tapping into our inner genius, it's time to talk about success. And you say it's time to redefine our standards. Chinwei, tell us, tell us why we need to do that. Yes, I think it's so critical that we have fresh voices on leadership. I think especially today, as we've navigated over the last couple of years, the pandemic, one of the things that we've noted is that traditional notions of success are just not sustainable. And as I looked across industries, because I interviewed women for this book across finance, journalism, fashion, sports, music, one of the common themes we found was that in the highest levels in leadership, it was heavily dominated by men. And some of them we already knew, but industries like music, the fact that you had the number of classical works featured in concerts by women, it's in the teens, it's about 14%. And this was the case about seven years ago, we updated the numbers and it was still around 16. So it was still hovering in the teens. What we find across a number of industries is that there's a particular standard and most of them tend to emphasize male traits and male attributes. And we know that both men and women have male and female attributes to us. And we all need to have that ability to step into either the more assertive, aggressive, et cetera, and flow, right? Knowing when to flow, knowing when to listen and receive, et cetera. But a lot of industries have heavily focused on certain traits. And so now as we reevaluate our workplaces, and I mean, the workplaces have been thrown out of the very rigid structural models that we've had for decades. Now we're having the ability to think about, well, what about hybrid and what about working from home and different things. And in companies like Citigroup, we have our first female CEO in over 200 years. It took us 200 years to have a female CEO and she's extraordinary. She's an incredible leader. And one of the things she started emphasizing is empathy. So now empathy is being embedded as part of our leadership principles. And I know that's not happened in over 200 years of banking. And so the fact that we're now saying that a trait like empathy is one that we're holding up and we're valuing and we're having to reteach and relearn. And so what the women in this book also do is sharing their definitions of success. And one of the things I noted is that no two women had the same definition of success. And part of what we're doing with this is encouraging women to redefine success, to think broadly about success, to think about different markers of success and really challenge the notion that professional success is the only way to be successful. Understanding that we are these multidimensional beings. We need to think about our mind, our bodies. We need to think about our finances. We need to think about our relationships. And so in order to really be fulfilled and to really be successful, we need to master all of those areas. So that's one of the things we do in the book is challenging those traditional notions that say, you know, for example, professional success is the only way to go. Financial success is the only way to go. It's how do we respect and honor those things and having their place in our lives, but knowing that in order to be truly happy and fulfilled, we can't neglect the other areas like being a parent, being a wife, being healthy, exercise, our diet, and all of the things that go into being a really healthy and happy human being. 
That makes so much sense. And for all of you Mongols out there, Chinwe profiles so many amazing, diverse women in the book. And I feel like that's one of our goals at Mongol was defining your own definition of success and not comparing it to others. I was just going to say very quickly, that's also the reason why I included the journal section in the book, the immigrants journal, so people can go within and say, how does this apply to me? Yeah. Just being reflective about our own journeys. Because I also think sometimes when we have these profiles of successful people or trailblazers, and, and one of the things I also did was not to have only famous people or recognizable names. Some of those people are really private people, but they wanted to add their voices for the mission. So really encouraging readers to reflect on their own journeys and where they are, where they want to go, thinking about their history and how they want to integrate it into the, defining a future. And that's what I love about the book is you made it actionable for the readers. Correct, so, exactly. You guys, please pick up Chinway's book. You can get your copy now at chinwaysmi.com slash book or anywhere books are sold to get your copy of Brilliance Beyond Borders. All right, mom goals, that's all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Want more mom goal? Follow us on Instagram at mom goal. And don't forget to leave us a review.